Hello, and welcome to The Wire Podcast, a podcast that provides the best content about all things sports. I'm Ryan McCrary, and on today's episode, I'm going to be breaking down this year's Super Bowl between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. The game was last night, and it was an incredible game. It was awesome. The first half was slow, but the second half really started to heat up. We're going to talk about the game itself. I also want to talk about some Super Bowl commercials, Usher's halftime performance. We're going to talk about everything. That's what this uh, podcast is all about. We're not going to talk about anything else, just focusing solely on this Super Bowl. We've got a lot to talk about. I hope you're excited. I know I am. And let's go ahead and dive right in. All right, let's get the show started by reacting to this year's Super Bowl between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. That game was last night. It was awesome. It was awesome. We're going to talk about the game itself, but we're also going to talk about the Super Bowl commercials and Usher's halftime performance. We're going to talk about all of it. That's going to be the main focus of today's podcast. But before I get into the game itself, I just got to say shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs for winning 25-22, to upsetting the 49ers. They were underdogs, but they ended up winning by three points. Shout out to them. Shout out to the city. Shout out to their head coach, Andy Reid, their quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, all of the young guys that played a big part in that game last night, like Trent McDuffie, Legereus Sneed, Leo Chanel, um, but also some of the guys that have been there for a while, um, like Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey. Um, hopefully, I don't forget anybody. Like Creed Humphrey's been there for a few years. Uh, so, shout out to all of those guys and everyone that played a part in this victory. It was it was a good game, um, especially in the second half, and I really enjoyed it, um, and as someone who is a big Patrick Mahomes supporter, uh, I, I was happy to see him win another Super Bowl. They, they went back-to-back. The Chiefs beat the Eagles last year. They win this year, and it looks like things are going to continue because they're a really good team with a great quarterback and a great coach and really a great coaching staff, so shout-out to everybody uh, for this big win, but let's go ahead and break down this game. So the first quarter was awful. Um, it was bad football. And I don't say that just because it was a defensive battle. No, it was more than that. I thought uh, both offenses really struggled, weren't playing very well in the first half. There were some big mistakes. I think both teams had a fumble in the first quarter. Um, there was one from Christian McCaffrey, I think, on the 49ers' very first drive. Um, and I believe Isaiah Pacheco also had a fumble, if I'm remembering that uh, correctly. But uh, yeah, the first quarter was really slow. It it was it had like 2018 Super Bowl vibes. Remember that Super Bowl between the Patriots and the Rams? The first quarter of this Super Bowl reminded me of that Super Bowl, and that Super Bowl was terrible. Luckily, things picked up in the second quarter. Um, the 49ers ended up taking a 10 to three lead at halftime. They scored, I believe, they scored a tuck. They scored three points in the first quarter, then scored a touchdown in the second quarter when Jawan Jennings had a wild touchdown pass to Christian McCaffrey on a trick play that put the 49ers up 10 to nothing. Um, I remember at that point, I was a bit worried for the Chiefs. I was like, uh-oh, this is not looking good. Their offense was really struggling, and the 49ers offense wasn't amazing to start the game, but in the first half, they were having a lot more success moving the ball down the field than the Chiefs were. And so when the 49ers went up 10 to nothing, 
I was very, very concerned for the Chiefs. Um, eventually, the Chiefs were able to kick a field goal to make it 10-3. to And then at halftime, like I said, the 49ers were up 10-3. I wanted to talk about Kyle Shanahan's decision to save his timeouts right before halftime. So let's run through this scenario. So right before the half, um, the 49ers, I'm trying to remember how many timeouts they had. Um, but the Chiefs, they were driving, they were in the red zone, um, and at, at some point they ended up taking a field goal. Well, before they took the field goal, the 49ers had a chance to call some timeouts to force them to kick a field goal with about 50 seconds remaining in the first half. Um, that would have given the 49ers a chance to get the ball back with, with a chance to drive down the field and possibly get into field goal range. And if they make that field goal, if they're able to get in, into field goal range and make a field goal, that would put them up 13 to three at a halftime and being up double digits at the half with the Chiefs getting the ball back in the second half. That's a big advantage. But for whatever reason, Kyle Shanahan didn't call his timeouts and the Chiefs kicked the field goal. They ended up getting, the 49ers ended up getting the ball back. They ran out the first half, uh, ran the clock down. And that was just a very interesting decision to me. I did not agree with it. I wasn't really surprised because that is just what Kyle Shanahan does. He is known for being pretty conservative and not being very aggressive when it comes to in-game decision-making, how he uses his timeouts, and how he manages the clock. Um, that's been a, a big issue with him for a while now, and so I wasn't surprised, but I was very disappointed. And I think that was an edge that he could have had in this game that he didn't take. And obviously, there was no guarantee that it was going to work out. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not trying to act like he was guaranteed to get points if he called timeouts and things could have gone wrong. However, this was an edge that the 49ers really needed in the Super Bowl against a really good team. And I thought it was just a misstep to not take the timeouts, to not be aggressive and try to get more points on the board going into halftime, especially considering that the Chiefs were getting the ball back in the second half. I thought that was interesting, something I wanted to note, um, and that was that was something I noticed watching the game last night. Another thing I have written down here, Dre Greenlaw's injury, that was crazy. I don't remember exactly when he got hurt. I think it was in the second half. I think it was like shortly after halftime, but there was a big play made by the 49ers on special teams. I think there was like a big tackle, and Dre Greenlaw was on the sideline. He ended up running onto the sideline to celebrate, but as he was running onto the field, he suffered an Achilles injury. He went out for the rest of the game which really sucks. He's, he's a great player, but it sucks for any player. Um, it really, really sucks to see a player get hurt in, in that manner. Um, hopefully, he has a speedy recovery and is able to come back uh, the same as he was before because I, I know those Achilles injuries are really difficult to deal with, um, but hopefully, he's able to get good good medical care and is able to come back uh, just as as good as he was before, but that was something that was crazy and, and, and a wild storyline from the Super Bowl. Uh, I wanted to talk about Usher's halftime performance. I loved it. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. I know there were a lot of people on social media talking about how they didn't like it. Um, and one one uh, criticism that I thought was warranted and fair was that he wasn't singing enough. 
And I think that's true. Yeah, like, I kind of agree with that. There were there were a lot of times where Usher was not singing. To be fair to Usher, when you're performing the way that he was performing, when you're doing this elaborate, this huge performance where you're dancing a lot, there's a lot of movements, it's tiring. Um, that was very clear. Like, he was sweating a ridiculous amount. It was insane how much he was sweating. Um, and, and it takes a lot out of you, and it, and it takes a lot from you. And it's hard to sing 100% of the time when you're having that kind of big performance. And so... I understood why people had that criticism, but in my opinion, it wasn't a big deal. But I really liked the songs he chose. I thought his set list was really good. Um, I really liked that he played Yeah and um, You Got It Bad. I thought those songs were really good, and I was really excited to hear him perform those. Something I wanted to talk about was his performance with Alicia Keys. Good performance. I enjoyed it. It was kind of crazy how handsy they were. Um... Like, he had her wrapped in his arm. He had his arms wrapped around her. And it's funny because they're both married. Um, At least, I'm pretty sure they're both married. I know Usher got married this week. I believe he got married this week. Um, And when I looked it up, Alicia Keys... I'm, I'm pretty sure she's married as well. So that was that was very interesting. And I saw a ton of memes about it, um, about about how handsy they were. Um, thought it was really funny. I saw a lot of memes about about um, him sweating. But overall, I thought it was a great performance. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I didn't love the beginning of it and how the camera was shooting it. But eventually it got a lot better. Um and I thought it was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. He killed it, in my opinion, and I thought it was great. All right, now let's go ahead and get back to the second half of this game. Um, and this is where things got really, really good. This is when the game went from being kind of boring, honestly, to being like a classic Super Bowl. So in the second half, um, the 49ers, they abandoned the run a little bit. Um that, that was something that I noticed watching the game. And, of course, a lot of people have been talking about this on social media. They started throwing the ball a lot and really relying on the passing game. Um, to be fair to Kyle Shanahan and their coaching staff, there were reasons for this. Their run game was not as good as people think it was in this game. They averaged like three and a half yards per carry. Um, Their rushing success rate wasn't great. Their EPA per rush was pretty good, but they just weren't moving the ball consistently in the run game like they wanted to. And when they were running the ball in early downs, they weren't having a lot of success. I've got the numbers pulled up. So for the 49ers, their EPA per rush on early downs was negative point thirty one, which is really bad. That's really low for anyone who doesn't know what EPA per play is or doesn't really understand what what's good and what's bad. That's a bad number, really low. Their success rate on on runs on early downs was pretty good, um, but overall their rushing their rushing success rate it wasn't bad or anything, but it, it wasn't amazing. And their EPA per play on rushes was pretty pretty low. Um, so that, that was a big issue. Um, so I, I kind of understand why they went away from the run a little bit, but I do agree with a lot of people that I think they abandoned the run too much and that, um, they should have run the ball a little bit more. 
because there were there were some plays in the first half where they were able to run the ball um, uh, and get some nice gains on the ground. So that was something I thought was interesting, uh, how, how they started to throw the ball a lot more and were relying a lot more on their passing attack in the second half. Uh, there were also some miscues in the second half. Um, specifically, there was a muffed punt from the 49ers that set up a touchdown for the Chiefs. And, and I believe that that touchdown was the one that put the Chiefs ahead 13 to 10. Um, that was very interesting. Um, that whole like situation, that whole uh, sequence of events there that really changed the game um, and, and, and put the Chiefs in a position where they, they kind of had control of the game, uh, which was not the case for the entire first half. Another thing I didn't have written down, but I did want to talk about was some decisions that um, Andy Reid made. In the second half, there was one point where the uh, the Chiefs were down 10-3, to and I believe they had a fourth and six. Um, it, it was like a fourth and medium, and they ended up kicking a field goal, making it to make the score 10-6, to and I thought this was just not a great decision. And there were a few plays like that where Andy Reid um, was very conservative, was punting when I didn't think he should have, was going or was uh, kicking field goals when I di- when I thought he should thought he should have been more aggressive and wor- went for it on fourth down. This was one of those moments. Now it didn't hurt them too bad. Um, it's not like it cost the game or anything, but it, it definitely could have hurt them and hurt their chances um, of, you know, getting back into the game. Um, and so I just didn't love that. Um, and then, of course, later on after that, uh, the 49ers, they muff a punt, leads to a touchdown. And so that decision to kick down 10-3 to really didn't hurt the Chiefs all that much. But that is something that I wanted to note. Uh, there were a few a few moments in this game where I thought Andy Reid made some big mistakes when it comes to in-game decision-making um, and, and being aggressive versus being conservative. And that was one of those. Um, in the second half, the Chiefs' offense was a lot better, especially like in the fourth quarter. They were able to move the ball a lot. Patrick Mahomes, he was way better in the second half than he was in the first half. In general, I thought he was not amazing in this game. Um, this wasn't an elite game from him. He was really good in, in like the fourth quarter and overtime. But I thought there were times where he was holding onto the ball a little bit too much. He was trying to do too much uh, out of structure, and that was leading to sacks. Um, he had a really bad interception at one point where uh, I don't remember who, who he was throwing to, but he had Travis Kelsey open on like a crosser um, or some kind of route like that. And he must have not have seen him, and he threw the ball um, right to a defender. That was a bad throw. He did have a, a big throw down the field to Miko Hardman, but even on that throw, he underthrew it a little bit. And if one of the safeties was in position and, and just had a bet, was reading the ball better um, and knew what he was doing, he would have been able to. He would have been able to get into position to you know break up the pass or even get an interception. So. Um, I love Mahomes. Like I said earlier, big Patrick Mahomes supporter. Uh, I think I said that earlier. Uh, I'm a big fan of his. But in this game, he was mostly not great. Not terrible, but not great. Um, so I thought that's something I wanted to know. What else? Yeah, I wanted to talk about the Chiefs defense. They, they were awesome 
in this game. The Chiefs' defense was incredible. And I'm going to tip my hat to Steve Smagnolo. That dude was cooking in the playoffs, and he was cooking last night. That dude was awesome. He is an elite defensive coordinator. He was in his bag in the playoffs. That dude, let me, let me get a sound effect. We need, we need a sound effect here. Let's go, yeah. Let's go, Steve Spagnuolo. That dude was incredible in the playoffs, um, and he, he had his defense ready to play. Uh, in this game, in the Super Bowl, in the Super Bowl, they were awesome. And I wanted to talk about a few big plays that they made. Um, so late in the fourth quarter, the 49ers had the ball. They were driving down the field. Um, and it, and I believe the score was 19 to 19. Um, I'm trying to remember what the score was off the top of my head. I can't really remember, but they had a third and four. And if they got the first down, they were going to be able to run down the clock kick a field goal to take the lead, um, and that probably would have ended the game. Um, there was like under two minutes remaining. If you watch the game, you probably know what play I'm talking about. And Steve Spagnuolo dialed up a blitz from Trent McDuffie. Um, he, he sent him on a blitz, and he was able to, to get through the offensive line, uh, get through a hole, and he and he ended up uh, batting a pass at the line of scrimmage, leading to a fourth and four. The 49ers kicked a field goal, um, and then uh, the Chiefs ended up being able to tie the game at the end. But that was a huge play, because if the 49ers, like I said, if they get a first down, they're going to be able to, to drain a lot of clock and kick a field goal, and potentially end the game there, or leave the Chiefs with just very little time on the clock, and Spagnuolo was super aggressive, sent a blitz from his cornerback, and it worked, and it was a very aggressive move, and I liked it, um, he, he put all his cards on the table, said we're going to go all in on this play, and it worked out, um, obviously there, there was a risk there, uh, if the 49ers had a hot route, uh, they could have picked up a first down. But those are the kinds of decisions that, that you have to make in a game like this. And I thought I thought it was a good decision, the right one, and it worked out. Another play I wanted to talk about was in overtime. So after the Chiefs kicked the field goal to tie the game um, at the end of the fourth quarter to go into overtime, um, the Chiefs had a big stop on the first drive of overtime. Before I get into this play... We're going to go all over the place here. Before I get in, get into this play, I wanted to discuss overtime a little bit, the overtime rules, and the 49ers' decision to to take the ball at the beginning of overtime instead of kicking to the, to the Chiefs. Um, so, there are new overtime rules now. I'm going to get a drink real quick uh, so my throat doesn't dry out. So... We have uh, new overtime rules that came into effect a few years ago um, after the Chiefs-Bills uh, playoff game. That was incredible. Um, so now, both teams in overtime get the ball. And so, um, no, even if the team that gets the ball first in overtime scores a touchdown, even if that happens, the other team also gets a possession. Um, and then if both teams are tied after that, you go into a sudden death, and teams will trade possessions until one of them scores. That's the new overtime rules. Apparently, the 49ers players are coming out and saying that they didn't know that there were new overtime rules, which is insane. 
Like, I... How? How? How do you not know? Like, Kyle uh, Juszczyk, last night, said that um, he wasn't aware of the rules. And so the 49ers, they took the ball at the beginning of overtime, and he said, oh, I thought we were just going to get the ball and try to score because we can win with the score. And that's just not how the rules are. But, like, the league sends the teams the new rules when they make rule changes. And this happened, like, two years ago. Like, how how did y'all not know? Well, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan, what are you doing? Like, I don't, I don't get how your players don't understand that. And Chris Jones was talking about how the players for the Chiefs have been discussing what they would do in, if they went to overtime. Like, they've been talking about this for multiple weeks. And he even said that if the 49ers scored a touchdown and at the beginning of overtime, they were going to go for two if they responded with a touchdown of their own. So it was just wild that the Chiefs players understood the, the overtime rules, but the 49ers did not. And I know a lot of people have been criticizing Kyle Shanahan for his decision to take the ball first. There is an advantage to that. Um, of course, if if you win the coin toss and defer and decide to kick off, uh, you get the ball second. And, that, and there's a big advantage there where you know if you need to go for it on fourth down. Um, and you don't have that luxury if you get the ball first. However, if you do get the ball first, and let's say that both teams are tied after your first possession, when you get the ball back, you know that you can win with a score. And that is a big advantage. And that's the reason why Kyle Shanahan took the ball first. It wasn't this huge mistake. I know it didn't work out, and, and I know it, it came back to bite the 49ers, but the decision was sound. Like, there, there was a reason why it's, it's a defensible decision. I don't think that was a terrible decision, um, and I don't think that is, like, something that, I, I don't think it was a huge mistake that Kyle Shanahan should be crucified for. Um, I, I understand why he did it, and with the new overtime rules, it makes sense, honestly. I get it. I would have kicked myself, me personally, but I understood it. Now we can talk about the, um, one of the big defensive plays the Chiefs had in overtime that I started to talk about earlier, but went off the rails a, li a little bit when I started talking about the new overtime rules. So, on the 49ers' first drive of overtime, they got into the red zone, and um, it, it was looking like they were going to score a touchdown because they were moving the ball with ease on that first drive of overtime. But eventually, on third down, the Chiefs came up with a huge stop. There was some, it looked like some miscommunication with the offensive line and players not blocking the right people. Someone was able to get through. I believe it was Chris Jones. Um, he got a stop there. They forced the 49ers to kick. Maybe they should have gone for it on fourth down there. I, I thought about that watching the game, but they kicked the field goal, took the lead, which I understood. Um, but then the Chiefs got the ball back. They drove down the field, picked up some big uh, third downs, um, and then they were able to score at the end of overtime. I didn't realize that with the new overtime rules that each team gets to finish their first possession regardless of if time runs out in the first overtime. So at the end of the first overtime, the Chiefs were letting the clock run down even though they had multiple timeouts. And at my Super Bowl party, I was like screaming. I was like, Andy Reid, what are you doing? Uh, because I didn't know what the new overtime rules were. I didn't I didn't understand that uh, they were going to get another overtime. 
And so if you didn't know that, now you know. That's why they were letting the clock run down, because they knew they would get another overtime. I didn't know that, so I was losing my mind. Uh, but they end up scoring on on a short pass to Miko Hardman. Uh, that's how the Chiefs were able to win this game, and that's how they were able to win the Super Bowl uh, for the second year in a row. I'm trying to see if there was anything else I wanted to talk about with this game. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to like uh, Jawan Jennings. That dude had some big plays in this game. He caught a touchdown pass, also threw one, which was really cool. Uh, I also wanted to give a shout out to Trent McDuffie and Legarius Need. Those guys played really well. They were awesome in this game, especially Trent McDuffie. Honestly, I thought he had a good argument, a good case to be the Super Bowl MVP. Mahomes won it. Um, and rightfully so, like, he had a good case as well, but for me, I thought Trent McDuffie was just incredible in this game, and I'm not sure the Chiefs win without him. Like, that's how important he was in that game. He was incredible. I also wanted to give a shout-out to Brock Purdy. He was really good in this game. Not, like, amazing, didn't have an elite performance, but, um, I thought he played really well. Made some big plays outside of structure when he needed to. When when plays broke down and there was nothing there, he made things happen, which was impressive. Uh, there were times where he was executing when there were plays to be made. Um, when, when players were open, he hit them. He only had one turnover-worthy play that I remember off the top of my head. Um, but overall, I thought Brock Purdy played pretty well. And he is not the reason why the 49ers lost. If anyone is saying that, they're wrong. I think they are completely wrong. Um, he, he he was good in this game. He was fine, and I, I, I was impressed. I thought he had a very solid performance. Patrick Mahomes, he was really good in the second half. In the fourth quarter in overtime, he was incredible. When they needed him to step up, he did, and he made so many big plays down the stretch. I mentioned earlier that he, that he really struggled in the first half, but in the second half, he was awesome. He had a, a great finish in this game, and it was a classic Patrick Mahomes comeback. It was awesome. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about was Kyle Shanahan and how everyone is blaming him for this loss, and I think that's unfair. Honestly, I don't think there was much more that he could have done in this game, um, and I think I think a lot of people like to blame one person in games like this. Um, but I don't think there was one person to blame, honestly. I mean, this was just a really good game between two really good teams, and it didn't go the 49ers' way. Sure, they could have been more aggressive right before the first half, or right before halftime. Sure, they could have run the ball a little bit more in the second half. But honestly, Kyle Shanahan wasn't bad in this game. In fact, he had a, a, a crucial fourth down decision at the end, uh, or in the fourth quarter, like near the beginning of the fourth quarter, where they had a fourth and three, and he went for it. And it was a super aggressive decision. And I believe they were actually losing at that point. I think they were down 13 to 10. They had a fourth down. They could have kicked a field goal, but he said, no, we're going to go for it. He got it. They got it. And they ended up scoring. And that was a huge decision that really flipped the 49ers win probability in that game. And that was a huge decision. I know a lot of people are not going to give him credit for that um, because 
people don't talk about fourth down decisions when they work out. They usually only talk about them uh, when they don't work out, especially when it's, you know, at the end of the game. Um, But I'm going to give Kyle Shanahan a lot of credit for that decision. It was aggressive. There was a lot of risk there, but there was a lot to gain. um, And I thought that was a great decision. I loved it. And so for anyone blaming Kyle Shanahan for this, I would just disagree. I honestly... I would disagree with anyone blaming Kyle Shanahan for this loss. It wasn't on him. And it really wasn't on any one person. Their defense what kind of fell apart a little bit in the second half. Was not near as good as it was in the first half. Uh, they didn't run the ball as much as you'd probably like in the second half. Um, and Brock Purdy was good, but not great, and he did miss some throws deep down the field. He also had that one bad throw that I talked about earlier, where it did hit a defender right in the hands. But overall, like, it was a pretty good game for the 49ers. They just had, um, they had some miscues. They had a few turnovers that were huge that really hurt them. Um, um, but yeah, so basically what I'm trying to say is that I don't think Kyle Shanahan is the one person that's at fault for this game. He's not. It shouldn't all be put on him. Uh, I thought he was solid in this game. Wasn't perfect by any means, but he wasn't awful. And and he was way better than Andy Reid, who was way too conservative and made some pretty terrible decisions, in my opinion. In my opinion. Um, Another player I wanted to give a shout-out to is Jake Moody, who really struggled in the regular season, but was incredible last night in the Super Bowl. Made some huge kicks uh, from over 50 yards. He did have a PAT that was blocked, uh, but in general, he was pretty good. And uh, building off of that missed PAT, or that blocked PAT, I saw someone tweet about that last night, uh, saying that it was actually better for the 49ers to get that PAT blocked because um, it, it, it it, it allowed the Chiefs to be a little bit more conservative on that next drive in which they ended up kicking a field goal to tie the game instead of having to go for a touchdown and possibly winning the game. Uh, that's a galaxy brain take. I know a lot of people listening to this are probably like, Ryan, what are you talking about? Are you doing drugs? But it, it makes sense if you think about it. Uh, uh, but yeah, um, the last thing I'll, I'll move on. The last thing I wanted to talk about with this game is how it affects Patrick Mahomes' legacy and where each of these two teams go from here. So, Patrick Mahomes, man. I don't understand how he keeps on doing this. The dude is just a maniac. He's crazy. Like I don't understand how the Chiefs have won another Super Bowl because this was by far the weakest team they've had. In the Patrick Mahomes era. And I know their defense was incredible. And it was. Their defense was amazing this year. But offensively, their offense was nowhere near as good as it's been in the past. Their receiving core was very weak. Travis Kelsey wasn't as dominant as he's been in years past. Um, And still, they turned it on in the playoffs. Their defense was elite in the postseason. Mahomes had some big-time performances in the playoffs. I know his box scores won't look all that impressive, but if you watch the games, you know he was playing really well for most of the playoffs. Um, And he got it done last night. 
when the Chiefs needed him to step up, he did. He made big plays in the fourth quarter and in overtime. Now he's got three Super Bowls. Or sorry, now he has two Super Bowls, I think. No, he ha- he has three now. Now he has three Super Bowls. And I believe three Super Bowl MVPs. And now he's in the GOAT conversation. I- I've already seen people say that he's the GOAT. I'm not sure I would go there because honestly, this Super Bowl doesn't really change my opinion of Patrick Mahomes. I know that a lot of people care about, you know, accolades when they look at players and when they talk about players' legacies, but I already thought Patrick Mahomes was an all-time great. I already thought that he was one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I didn't need to see him win a million Super Bowls. Um, I just need to see him play longer. And to sustain this level of productivity for a long time. But I already know that he is capable of playing at a championship level. And carrying an offense to playing at a championship level. We've already seen that. I don't need to see it a million more times. And I know a lot of people view view players' careers differently than I do. I get that. Uh, But for me personally, I don't care about the hardware I care more about performance um, and whether or not teams are playing at like a, a championship level. And the Chiefs were. So them winning or losing this game was not going to change my opinion of Patrick Mahomes and his legacy. But I do understand that it would for a lot of people and for most people. Um, but for me, it doesn't really change how I view Patrick Mahomes. I already thought he was amazing. I already thought he was arguably the best quarterback we've ever seen. Um, I know he hasn't played as long as Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, uh, Joe Montana, but he is a a special talent. And I'm not saying that he is definitely the best quarterback of all time. I'm just saying that I already thought he was approaching that level. Um, those guys were incredible. Those guys that I mentioned, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, Dan Marino, Aaron Rodgers, all of those guys are incredible players. Um, but Patrick Mahomes is on their level. Super Bowls or not, he's great. He's amazing. He's been great in the playoffs for his entire career. Um, and he just added another Super Bowl to the trophy case. He's a special player, and I can't wait to see where he goes from here. I do think that he is on a GOAT trajectory, um, and by the time his career ends, we will be having like serious conversations about him being the greatest player of all time. Um, I know some people are doing that already, but I think by the time he retires, the consensus opinion will be, yeah, this guy is in the GOAT conversation. Some people will always favor Tom Brady, which is fair. He's awesome, um, and he's, he probably is the GOAT. Other people will argue for Patrick Mahomes, if not other players, but yeah. Patrick Mahomes, he's a freak. He's incredible. It's been awesome to watch his career up to this point, and I can't wait to see where it goes moving forward. It'll also be really interesting to see what the Chiefs do in the offseason. Do they bring in some receivers? I hope they do. Um, Do they bring back Chris Jones or LeJarius Sneed? Which one of those guys do they they resign? Which one do they let go? Um, And that'll be interesting. And for the 49ers, where do they go from here? Because this is, they've, they've had a few blown leads in the Super Bowl over the last couple of years. Um, they've got a great team. 
they're an awesome team. Their roster was incredible. They just went up against a another really good team in the Chiefs, and it didn't go their way. Um, I think they've got a great a great foundation. Um, they've already got everything built up. They just need to get back to the Super Bowl, and eventually. Hopefully things will go their way, but I love the 49ers. I think they're a great team. Their coaching staff is awesome. And Brock Purdy is a really good quarterback. I know some people uh, still doubt him. I don't. I don't think he's elite, but he is definitely a really good quarterback, in my opinion. And I think they have a bright future there in San Francisco. Um, hopefully, we're able to get back to the Super Bowl because I would love to see Kyle Shanahan win a Super Bowl one day. I think he is an excellent coach. Um, I think he's really good. It's just really unfortunate that he has had to go up against uh, one of the best quarterbacks of all time and probably the the best quarterback we've seen um, in, in recent memory. But yeah, so those are my thoughts on the Super Bowl. Um, it was awesome. It was incredible. I really enjoyed it. I, I, I actually didn't talk about any of the Super Bowl commercials. There were a ton that I liked. I honestly thought they were pretty underwhelming. I did enjoy the Paramount one with uh, Tua Tunga Bailoa. That one was really funny. I also liked the one with the guys from Scrubs. Um, I think it was an Xfinity Wi-Fi commercial, and it also had Jason Momoa. That one was really funny. I thought that one was really good. Um, there was one with the guy, the guys from Suits that play uh, Mike Ross and Harvey Specter, uh, where they're in a garage. That one was really funny as well. I thought that one, that one was good. The, the the Super Bowl commercial game has fallen off a bit. It has. It, it It's not where it used to be. Uh, we're not in the golden days for Super Bowl commercials, but there were a handful that I enjoyed that I thought uh, were pretty good. But yeah. Well, those are my thoughts on this year's Super Bowl Uh I would love to hear from y'all and what y'all thought about it, what y'all thought about the game, what y'all thought about um, the halftime performance from Usher, what y'all thought about the Super Bowl commercials, um, what y'all thought about the memes on Twitter. I love the memes. They were great. Uh, but yeah, you can hit me up on, on Twitter at the Ryan McCreary. That's the R-Y-A-N-M-C-C-R-A-R-Y. Once again, awesome season, um, awesome Super Bowl. It, it was a lot of fun covering the NFL this year. I had a great time. Uh, now it's on to the NBA. Now we're in basketball season, but that's all I have for y'all for today's episode of the podcast. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I know I did, and I will see y'all next time. Peace.